Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Joshua, and officially welcome you all out to another live Q&A with yours truly. Hope you're all doing exceptionally well. I'm going to give you all an opportunity to come into the live feed, and as everyone's coming into the live feed, let me go ahead and address all those who's watching me later. My name is Joshua Ezzy, and my goal is to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. I create videos to help you really understand and make sense of your life so that you can live it for the one that's giving you life more abundantly. So if you feel like after watching this video, like, yo, I like the way this guy rocks. I like like this vibe. Might as well go ahead and subscribe. I would love to have you a part of my online community here on YouTube or however you are watching or listening and all that good stuff. But for those who do or who have been watching me for a mighty long time, who have been listening on my podcast, I want to say thank you all so much for listening, for for contributing, uh, for being a part of uh, my online community here. I hope um, that the resources and tools have continuously uh, or, or are continuing to be a blessing to you. I just want to say thank you, all those who've been giving, all those who've been supporting, all those who've just been praying, all, however you contribute, uh, whether from subscription and whatever way you do. I just want to say thank you. So let me get into the comments uh, box. He was here. Good evening, Janine. How you doing? Jay Miller, what's going on? Always happy to see your post. I know, Jay, I know it's been a while, but Coach about to get his rhythm back, about to get back into this thing. And I'm glad that you're a part of the notification gang. And for those who are watching, like, man, I don't even know if I hit the bell. Hey, what's going on? Go ahead and hit that bell so you can get all post notifications because no man, no woman knows the hour when I'm going to go live. And if I go live, I want to make sure that you are the first to get your question in and, and so that I could be able to help and serve you. So subscribe, hit that bell, all that good stuff. Uh, Ava says, should I be a rapper? Listen, whatever God has called you to be, um, just make sure um, that is what you uh, are called to. Now, um, so usually people who are gifted with words, they have multiple streams of speaking, uh, multiple streams of speech, multiple avenues of connecting. So just make sure that you're um, that that that's what God wants you to do. Um, and you know, it's God's will when it when it almost feels effortless in regards to as far as your uh, delivery of your gifting, or you just feel empowered, emboldened um, to do it in a mighty way. But make sure that you go a little bit further down in the basement of your creativity and ask yourself, is that my only avenue of, of connecting. So should I become a rapper? Hey man, ask God. That's between you and God, fam. And 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 see if that's what he wants you to do. But just don't and also ask yourself why am uh what has influenced me? Why do I want to do it? Usually when you ask yourself the question why, it will determine um by it will determine why you're doing what you're doing. It'll determine if what you're trying to do is a fad, something that was influenced by hip hop culture, whatever. But ain't nothing wrong with being a rapper if it's for God's glory. Enoch Toom says, hey, coach, I saw you hooping on Instagram, man. I see. Listen, listen. I've been trying to tell y'all for, for weeks, months, years that coach is a bucket. I wish I uploaded the video. I might just upload the video right now just for those. I don't even think I downloaded this computer. Either way, um, make sure you go to my Instagram. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel. You'll see me getting buckets. Coach Josh is a bucket. And we only play one quarter. So don't think that the coach, that was all the buckets he was able to get. That was the spirit week, and we only had one quarter to play. Now, if we would have played three or four quarters, you would have saw. See, my goal was in the first quarter was to get buckets. I said, let me get buckets. These guys have been talking all week. If we would have played more quarters, you would have seen me get a little bit more in my bag. You would have started seeing me pass. I'm more elite at passing. I'm, my IQ's next level. So I'm glad you was able to catch a glimpse of Coach getting a bucket. Queen M, what's going on? How you doing? 
Enoch Toon says, hey, God, uh, hey, God, what does it mean to? OK, what does it mean to say that God has a wonderful plan? Like, I know he has a plan, but did he really say it wonderful? The Bible says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully means that he made you with reverence. He actually respects what he made in regards to you. You're fearfully made. I mean, God took his time. He 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 placed specific things inside of you because he respects what he does. See, God is not going to do anything he doesn't respect. God's not going to do anything that he doesn't have a purpose for, right? So when he when when you're fearfully made, that means God took his time, not fearfully like I'm afraid what I'm making, but there was a level of reverence there in what he's making for you because he's making something in his image. Anything that's made in the image of a thing, there's a level of reverence. When when uh, when uh, Mercedes makes a Maybach, they make the Maybach in reverence of the emblem that's going to be placed on them. When, when Bentley makes uh, uh, the Bentley truck or when uh, 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 Rolls Royce makes the Wraith, right? They, they make it in reverence because that is a direct image of them, the image of their brand, the image of them. So when you realize that you have the stamped image of God on you, you will know that I am fearfully made, that God made me like Mercedes will make a Maybach. God made me greater than Bentley will make a Bentley truck. God made me better than any other high-end caliber vehicle. And when you know that, then you get into a place of being wonderfully made. We're all a part of the same brand. We're all part of part of the image of God. Some people are trucks. Some people are car. Some people are sedan. Some people are different things, but we all within his hand. And we're always molded by so we were wonderfully made, wonderfully made that we means that we were uniquely made, that he made every human a human, but he made each human differently and specifically for something that will help the kingdom of God and help uh, enhance his creative, uh, his creation, uh, which is the earth, etc. So uh, uh, what does it mean to say that God has a wonderful plan? It means that he has a, a specific, unique plan for you that he is giving you through his spirit. If you accept salvation, the opportunity to live life and life more abundantly. You said, I like, like, I know he has a plan, but did he really say it's wonderful? Um, the, uh, there's always a wonderful plan for the thing that he made by hand. So if he made you fearfully and wonderfully, then he must have a wonderful plan for you. Hope to help. Jay Hen for Christ says, hey, bro, Josh, what's going on? I have been hooked on all your videos. I'm glad you're on. God gets to go. I'm glad that you've been enjoying the videos. I have been having ups and downs with my faith concerning belief on God. What to do when I have doubts? Well, great question. First off, um, that's part of life. Um, relationship with God, it, uh, it all boils down to the state of our mind, right? Um, you have to go down to the root issue and ask yourself, why am I having um, these ups and downs? Usually we have ups and downs when it comes to God is because we don't really fully understand who he is in attribute form. When we begin to get to know God more and more um, from scripture of who he is based upon what he desires to reveal to us, then there will be healing in us. And when there's healing in us, then there will be a level of consistency where we'll be able to rock out with God despite the obstacles. It's usually we're up and down because God, I'm not talking about you, but hear me close, walk with me. Sometimes we're up and down with God due to him being an accessory versus being everything. See, when God is an accessory piece to your plan, or an accessory piece to, piece to what you want in life, then there's other things in competition with God. That's not saying God is in competition with things. It just says that on our level, we are allowing things to compete to God, compete with God and do due to his rightful place in our lives, right? So when you begin to say, okay, God, Jesus himself 
is my get out of hell free card, but I still have idolatry points in my life, then when those idolatrous points in your life, people, products, or places or whatever begin to uh, go up and down, then you go up and down. But when God becomes your everything, that's why the Bible says, let not the rich man boast in his riches, let not the mighty man boast in his might, do not let the uh, wise man boast in his wisdom. That scripture did not say you, don't, you shouldn't be rich, wise, or strong. It just says, if you're rich, don't boast in your riches. If you're mighty and strong, don't boast in your strength. If you're wise, don't boast in your wisdom. See, when we make uh, the, the, uh, our host when our uh, host is is in is in something that we boast other than God, then when those things begin to be shaken, we become shaken. So you have to assess your life. What am I allowing to be in competition in, uh, in my heart for God's rightful place? Because your up and downs could be due to solely uh, um, you uh, still uh, in the sanctification process being weaned off of certain idolatrous connections. So you have to ask yourself, what am I connected to equally with God or above God. Because when God becomes your everything, there's no doubt. So the best way to overcome doubts is to get a little journal, a little book or on your phone. Every time you notice God doing something for you, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Sometimes you have to right now when you're going through a test, you may not have a testimony because you haven't really seen the fruit of the test. But when you look back at the test that God has allowed you to pass and helped you to pass, then you will begin to see your belief grow because you're like, yo, I know God is who he is. Right. Uh, so let me make sure I get specific to the latest question. I've been having ups and downs with my faith now. Your faith must be in other things other than God. Your, oh, there's nothing wrong with having faith in things. See, God is my ultimate faith. God has my ultimate faith, but I do have faith in my wife. I do have faith in my creative ability, but those things don't have my ultimate faith. So you have to ask yourself, am I putting my ultimate faith in something else other than God? Because God, when you put your ultimate faith in him, would then teach you how to delegate your faith properly without you falling, without you faltering, without you becoming ultimately frustrated, at least to uh, a failure in relation with him. So you got to ask yourself, what else do you have faith in? And what I would do is I would go to Google right now and type in attributes of God the top attributes of God, and then just go back into getting to know him. And, and then you will begin to see this is the character of God. Then you will begin to recognize the, the constructive work of God in your life because you know, oh, that was God the whole time because now I know his character. So check your roots, check your foundation and see what else you have your faith in. And then you will begin to see those ups and downs be less because God is the best in your life. Great question though. Hope that helped. Let me see who else we have here. Brandon Spencer says, "What what's your thoughts on divorce and remarriage? Great question. Give me one second. What, what's your thoughts on divorce and remarriage? Well, the Bible says, uh, due to the hardness of man's heart, divorce was. God opened the door for divorce, especially when it comes to specifically we see in the word of God for infidelity and like that, because he knows that he doesn't want people to be imprisoned in a marriage where a person's heart is so hardened that that individual will not uh, um, um, uh, repent and, and really bring peace to the person. So God said divorce was never meant to be, but because the hardness of man's heart and women's hearts, divorce is there. And God, who is gracious enough to, 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 um, uh, um, to us all will, if we have made a previous mistake. Now I tell people divorce should be the last resort because most of the time people divorce without giving God an opportunity to renew and to replenish and to restore. 
before you leave a store, first see if God wants to restore. Sometimes we leave the store and God ain't, you ain't even give God opportunity to restore it. So what I'm saying is, is when it comes to divorce, people divorce because, um, some people divorce for stupid reasons because of difficulty and hardships and, and, and laziness and selfishness. And it could be infidelity, but, but when you are a soldier of God and the word of God also says that if one person in the household is saved, the whole household has the potential of being saved because that's just how contagious salvation is when it is visibly seen, recognized, etc. So when it comes to divorce, I tell people, hey, man, uh, um, give God an opportunity to restore it. Check your mindset and see, am I, am I just a quitter? Am I just lazy? Am I just, you got to consult yourself uh, um, to see, uh, um, have I even at least given God the opportunity? Now, if you're in an abusive situation, there's separation. But if you're in a physical, sexual abusive situation, then God opens the door for divorce. Um, but but everything, everything must be through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will let you know what you need to do. He knows whether or not uh, uh, he plans on restoring this or not, and then he'll get you out. And then when it comes to remarriage, I, I don't think God is such a God is like, hey, uh, when you do this, I think when it came to that scripture about remarriage, it was it was saying that um, I don't want to go deep until I fully understand. I don't want to jumble scriptures. I don't want to say anything without fully, clearly giving you what I know the word of God says. So I'm not going to go down that path. But when it comes to remarriage, I don't believe God is going to say, because you did this, you can't remarry again, especially if you did it in ignorance, especially if you did it in infatuation, especially if you did it and then you became awakened in him in the process. And then after divorce happened, God is a, a, a gracious God. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things become new. God can restore and replenish anything. So those are my quick thoughts on that. Um, I'm going to take a look at those couple of scriptures that I know have, have some doctrinal points or have some points, but I didn't want to go elaborate and I don't really have concrete uh, um, steadiness in my spirit to articulate it boldly and clearly for your help. Hope that helped, Brandon. Jody Real says, how to raise a good Christian daughter? Great question, fam. I have fears that my future daughter will grow up and become ungodly. Um, the answer to your question is this. Um, when you are a living epistle and you're following God, you don't have to worry about things connected to you falling away. Because if you as a father hold your position well and your ultimate position before father, before husband and ladies before mother and before wife is your position as daughter and son. When you adopt and understand the sonship that comes with our fellowship with the father, then you will begin to see how sanctification really does make you new to the point to where when you're new and your daughter comes into your life, she will begin to see the abundant life working in your life. Therefore, you don't have to worry because then the Holy Spirit would then teach you how to be a father, right? So when I got married, I was anxious because I didn't know what a father, I didn't know what a husband was. I never seen it. I didn't grow up with it in my home. So I was nervous. And the Holy Spirit really gently uh, uh, ministered to me and said, um, um, you don't have to worry about being something when you're in me. When you let me do everything, you will be. And so I don't, when I have children, I'm not going to panic and be like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know what a father was. It's like, you know what, Holy Spirit, you lead and guide me into all truth. The truth then sets me free. So now when you understand the truth will set you free, you are free yourself from unnecessary anxiety. You, you, it sounds like you don't even have a daughter yet. So there's no, there's no, um, need to have anxiety. Now, now 
if you allow yourself to grow in the things of God, then you will naturally grow your daughter in the things of God. So let's get a little bit more practical. Now, I'm not a parent, but I am a father figure to many. Uh, but I could kind of tell you how uh, a man should interact with the with a daughter or someone that looks to them as a father figure. Uh, basically, uh, um, first thing is you got to make sure you live transparently, honestly, and 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 faithfully and vividly. Vividly means you have to and transparently kind of go together. You have to let them see God working you, so they can be sold on God. Now I want to say sold on God, so they can fall into uh, um, salvation, so they can fall fall into the flow of God. Because they're gonna be like, I seen God work through my pops. I saw God walk through work through my father. I want that right. But children are gonna naturally do what you do, not what you um say. So you gotta say. I, I I want to live such a life that people read my life versus people hearing about my life. And the more you begin to do that, fam, you will naturally see your daughter grow in the things of God. And you won't have to worry about her being half-dressed. I got nieces right now that I stepped in and been that uncle and been that fig- figure for, and they don't dress and, and they don't dress uh immodestly. They it, it's a supernatural thing because when a man affirms a young girl, when a man is there and being a father, the girl naturally blossoms organically into what God wants her to be because the father tended. That's why I say whatever you don't tend will end. So now you got to construct your life, Jody. You got to construct your life where you know family comes where in the place that it needs to. My wife made it very clear when we was dating that she would not compete with my ministry. And I made it a mission that she would never have to compete with anything outside that. So like I say with every man and every woman, listen closely. Your first ministry is between you and God. Your first ministry is God. Your second ministry is to yourself. Your third ministry is to your spouse and family. And your fourth ministry is your uh, 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 job career, ministry, business, etc. If you have that proper order, you won't have to worry about your daughter going out of order. Hope they help. Jojo Davis says, hey coach, how do I grow faith in God? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you got to get into a place where you get into word of God. The Bible says, build yourself up in your most holy face, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's the benefit of having the Holy Spirit. You can pray in an unknown language that can build you up uh, um, when you feel like you can't build up. But faith is factual more so than feeling. Most people look at faith as a feeling. I have faith in God because I feel good about God today or I feel good in God today. But you build your faith uh, by understanding the faith, by 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 seeing the facts of the faith. Um, because when you have an intellectual connection with God and you know he's true. Now, we're not talking about intellectual connection with God where you begin to get puffed up in your head. No, we just realize we're talking about faith that builds from understanding Jesus is God and, and, and the apologetics of the faith um, so that you can have intellectual uh, 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 being solid in it, knowing that God is who he says he is. The word of God is what it says it is. And I have my roots in that. Then that will produce a, a genuine passion and emotion for God because you understand that he is real. When you know something is real, then you feel. But you have to intellectually know that it's real so that you can feel. Some people have strong feeling for God, which is cool because the testimony and seeing God deliver them. But we must have a balance in it because if you got a strong feeling for God right now, what happens when you're intellectually challenged? What happens when you're uh, faced with, with people that's attacking your hope? You could find yourself wavering. So how do you grow faith in God? First off, you got to understand faith is facts, not feelings. 
Um, because because when you try to wait to feel God, you begin to lose faith in it. But when you know that he is who he says he is, and that he's solid, you move forward. So you got to get into the fundamental doctrines and truths of the faith so that you can begin to see that it is what it is. Then secondly, how do you grow your faith with God is, is checking his track record. In order to grow faith in God going forward, I must look at how faithful he has been to me backwards. Because when you begin to see, wow, God, you always come through for me. God, you man, it builds your faith because you know that he is tangibly invested in your life. Hope to help. Janine Connor says, God, uh, good, good. Thank you. God is faithful. Good. God is good. 24. That's real. He's good 24-7. Above that, because he's, he's above time. He's eternally good. Question. Ebony says, I just met a Christian guy online and he asked about how I how I became, how I came to salvation. I answered, but he has not responded back. Um, that's not your problem. That's not your concern. Um, 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 and don't find your identity in, because some people will feel rejection from that. Uh, and sometimes if you had another rejecting experience that was deep rooted in you from parent or from life previously, this can kind of have you in a place of confusion, but don't worry about it. Like never allow yourself to waste time in a lack of response. Never allow yourself to lose time due to a lack of response. If he's not responding, you keep moving on with your life, right? You have a second part of that question. Let me get to it. He says, he says he is a, he is Bible oriented. I don't know. If you don't know, you keep going. If you don't know, you go. Don't, don't, don't wait in confusion. Don't wait in waiting for a response. You keep moving. That's why it's important for every single person to be so in tune with the person of God and so in tune with their purpose so that if you do meet people like this, it doesn't call you to be uh, in a stagnant place. You got to keep it moving. You got to keep it going. So even though he didn't say anything, even though he hasn't responded back, don't waste time due to a lack of response. Don't lose time. Don't lose energy. Don't lose tears. Don't lose anything due to lack of response. You keep going. So to answer your question specifically, I just met a Christian guy and that's loosely Christian. It could be a babe in Christ, whatever. So I'm not going to judge him online. And he asked about how I came to salvation. I answered, but he Nazareth, keep it moving, especially dating online. People who date online, people who are engaging in this dating sphere, right? Uh, um, that's why you got to make sure you date yourself and date God so that you can become dateable and you'll know who else is dateable. But ladies, never be halted due to a man's lack of response. If a man, if a man doesn't want to follow through, you keep going on. Right. But don't don't lose yourself or be halted because this individual is not um, is not doing what they're supposed to do or hasn't responded back. So that's my best advice. I have a super chat. Rose Purple says best advice to help a mother who is smoking and eating unhealthy. I want my mom to live long and I don't know what I could do to help her be her best. Great question. This is what I would do. Um, I would ask the Holy Spirit, show me the root issue to my mother's addiction. Show me the root issue. The addictions are just symptoms. Um, smoking and eating unhealthy is a symptom. When I had, when I was eating unhealthily, and I, it was bad until I was three hundred and ten pounds or so. Um, it was due to my abandonment issues. It was due to my idolatry in my ministry. And because my ministry was going up and down, my weight was going up and down. And because people was coming into my life and out of my life, I become the, I began to uh, um, gain weight and lose weight. So most times we try to treat the symptoms. And so we attack those symptoms by show, uh, sending articles about food, sending articles about smoking. 
nobody changes from information, Rose. People change from revelation. And when something is revealed to them and the Holy Spirit always endeavors to reveal the root, because if, if the root is bad, the fruit is bad. If he can fix the root, he can fix the fruit, right? So that's when you begin to, Holy Spirit, show me the root issue to my mother. And you probably already know. You probably are, because mamas are going to let you know. You probably already know that mom was hurt by Tyrone. Mom was hurt by her mom or her mom was hurt by dad. And then you can now target your prayers specifically at that root issue, which then usually has a root deeming in there. Uh, and so in order to cast out or in order for there to be deliverance from the symptom symptom demons, there has to be a level of, of attack of the root demon. A root demon is what is who opened the door for these other spirits to come to slowly over time steal, kill, and destroy her. So don't allow your emotions to be in the symptoms you see. Allow your faith and your spiritual focus be in the root issue. And then when the Holy Spirit in his sovereignty uses you in that, then you begin to see the Holy Spirit working life for there to be revelation because there's power in prayer. The fervent and effectual prayers of the righteous avail us much. It's just that sometimes our prayers are sporadic versus specific. You don't chop down a tree by hitting it in multiple places. You chop down a tree by hitting the same place over and over and over again. So sometimes our fervent effectual prayers do not avail because we don't we, we're hitting it from multiple angles versus hitting that thing at its root. So that's my best advice. Don't be distracted by the smoking and the eating. Focus on the root issue. Let the Holy Spirit bring revelation to that. So you'll then know how to attack that thing at its root. And then you'll see that thing unravel over time. And she will then walk into the promises of God where, where she'll be delivered. And then she can be able to anchor herself in the word of God that says long life uh, will God satisfy and, um, and all that good stuff. Hope that helped. Um, before I go forward, I want to make sure I let you guys know about my Patreon. Make sure you check out my Patreon. The link is in the description box below. Uh, with this Patreon, um, it's for those who want to be for doers only. These individuals have their purpose. They're ready to rock or people who want to know their purpose more. So make sure you check out this description, the link in the description box below. You can go to Patreon right now. Go to Patreon right now and type in Joshua Ezzy. And if you like, yo, because my coaching right now, I'm focused on faith. I'm focusing on fellowship with God. I'm focused on family. And I, but I want to create a system by which I can really help adult life coach people where everybody at, certain, at a certain price point can receive some coaching, some access to me, whether it's through Zoom call, you can have access to me. You can have access just to a one-on-one coaching. That's the hub for all life coaching for me going forward. And so you, uh, you'll get access to Zoom calls with me. You get access to uh, um, an exclusive podcast. So join me there. And I would love to serve you all. So make sure you go. For those who's watching me live right now, let me go ahead and post it in the description box here. Patreon. Oh, man. Show my bank account. <laughs> Patreon um, slash for, do for doers only. Let me post that link. Give me one second and I'm going to get to the, some more questions. So go to Patreon right now for doers only. Let me post that link right here for all those who's watching right now. Um, so make sure you check that out right there. Let me make sure I um, show you all the different tiers real quick. Because I got to go to YouTube, real, I mean, uh, Instagram real quick and do some uh, work over there. Um, here we go. So here's my Patreon right here. Uh, let me see. That's the edit page. Let me... Anyway, let me make sure I sign out. 
No, that's all good. So there's multiple tiers. So right now we have 12 Patreon. Man. Here we go. Public page. There we go. Y'all on my bid. I'm, I'm showing y'all all my bid. My back office. I'm going to show y'all my back office. So there's different tiers for different people. So if you want to join for $8 a month, you get access to uh, uh, early content, private community, digital downloads, all that stuff into my one-on-one Zoom call. Uh, $25, the first three, the $8, $25, and the $35 is for those. You'll get access to everything. But for those who want to pay a little bit more, you just want to support what I do and help me with my purpose. I help y'all with y'all's. You can do $50 and you'll get access to exclusive merch from me. And for those who pay $125, you'll be able to get that one-on-one coaching from me. But all other tiers get some access um, to me. So don't feel like, hey, you got to pay uh, uh, um, this much. It's whatever price point you feel you and you like, yo, I trust what Josh will do to help me with my purpose. So join me there. I love to support you. Let me scroll up and get back to where I was. So for doers only Patreon, just type my name, Joshua Ezzy in there and we'll be able to get you get you going towards your purpose. Um, Ava says, should I change my name to Will so I can come up with come up to a golly woman and say, yo, I'm <laughs> fam. You got jokes, fam. I, someone told me a good joke today. They was like, what car did what what car did Jesus drive? I'm going to look in the comments box, comment section. What car do you think Jesus drove? It was a funny, it was a little Christian joke. I'm looking in the comments box right now. What kind of what kind of car did Jesus drive? <laughs> Let me see what y'all say. What kind of what kind of car did Jesus drive? Think about it. Ain't nobody comment. Or oh, y'all on the Patreon? Okay, I see. <laughs> I'm just joking. Or maybe my maybe my comments sec uh, comments here is is lagging. You're so welcome, Rose. I'm glad it was a blessing to you. It was a Chrysler. <laughs> Boops. So thank you, Ava, for the jokes. I had one in the tuck too, man. Um, I got time for maybe one more. I got to go to Instagram real quick. Uh, yeah, you should definitely move on, Ebony. Definitely move on. Let me see if someone else told you that's funny. But no, yeah, definitely move on, Ebony. Definitely move on. Harriet Botang. I hope I said your name right. Joshua, is God's plan prevailing in my life an example of God's taking my free will? There have been times when things have happened in my life where it seems there's a hitting hand working in my favor. Uh, God would never override your free will or this whole thing was self-destruct. This whole system was was is anchored in the sovereignty of God, the free will of man, and the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? Everything is rooted in that. It cannot budge. God cannot make you do anything. The devil can't make you do anything. Everything is played on your free will. Now there is, um, God may not, God may not make you do anything, but he can create the right circumstances that will lend to you bending. Right? So the overall situation that he created is his creation that should bend everybody towards it because it's obvious that this world was created. Every anybody in their right mind that loves nature can look at nature and say there is a God. So the, there's an ultimate revelation of God, an ultimate revelation of his handiwork that called that that would naturally call someone to at least bend in a direction of there is a God. Now, the revelation of Jesus Christ, his son, 
then bends us towards salvation, which would then help us navigate creation properly and how we were supposed to from the beginning of time. So does God make us do anything? No, he creates the circumstances that he knows will have the best high percent chance to cause one to bend. And if someone won't bend with his creation and someone won't bend at the knocking of Jesus at their door and someone who doesn't want to bend at the Holy Spirit uh, um, leading, those individuals hit hell wide open. But God, through uh, general revelation, everyone should at least bend in the direction there is a God. So they bump the science stuff or or evolution. I'm not saying all science, but uh, evolution, because creation shows his handiwork. So that should at least bend people in a direction of there is a God, which would then bring it down to three main faiths, Islam, uh, uh, Judaism, and Christianity. Then the revelation of Jesus Christ will then bend us towards the truth, exclusively separating the two or the two categories and revealing the faith in him then that will bend those hearts who desire to know truth will naturally bend, but he doesn't make you bend. He knows the circumstances and, and scenarios that will make you bend. Uh, uh, but that in bending doesn't mean that he made you. He just knows exactly what situation and circumstance that will make you say, wow, God, you are who you say you are. Hope to help. Love y'all. I got to go. Make sure you check out the Patreon. Make sure you join my Patreon right now. If you feel led, man, only do things that you feel led. Uh, so check out my Patreon. Uh, again, link in the description box below. I'm over here clicking too many buttons. Uh, it's for doers only, for those who like, yo, I want to really take my, my walk with God to the next level and um, all that good stuff. But I'm going to head on to Instagram right now for about 15, 20 minutes, chop it up with them. So head over there with me. And I, I look forward to serving you all. Y'all be blessed. And I'll see y'all next time. Peace.